we all have our traditions, uh, especially this week, this time, things that we do together as a family to remind us that we're part of something, uh, something big, something beautiful. Um, you know, as growing up, one of our traditions uh, was to uh, go down to uh, the, the parking lot, which where the Valley Shopping Center used to be, remember, and now it's the police station, but they would have uh, the JCs would set up uh, uh, Christmas trees to sell. And so we would always go down there and, and buy our Christmas tree. And so the whole family would go, it was like my dad's one of his big projects, right, to pick the per perfect tree. And, and, but it was, never, it was never the perfect tree, right? It was, uh, and uh, we'd, we'd get it and you know, had rope around it and we'd take it home and my dad would uh, fill up a bucket with water and take the tree and he would, you know, in the garage there, put it in the tree, or in the bucket. Let's get some water in there and keep it fresh. My mom would throw aspirin in. I have no idea why she would do that. But that's what we did. Yeah. And uh, then they cut the rope and the branches would kind of fill out a little bit. And, and there was always things that were like, there's a hole here, there's some, you know, branches missing over here. But it's, it, it, we all got excited. It's like, all right. So he'd leave it out there for uh, a couple days, a week, what have you. Uh, and then it would be time to bring it in and we would. And, but to do that, uh, we had to put it in a stand. You know, can we leave it in the bucket? It has to go into a Christmas tree stand. So we had this uh, a, a, kind of a, uh, like a tin or an aluminum stand that uh, you know, we had had, you know, we had forever. And, and it would, the legs would kind of fold out. And, but the, the thing that the tree would go in, it was always really, it, it seemed to be really small. And so inevitably the, the, the tree wouldn't fit. And so my dad would take an axe and just go to town on this thing, trying to get the knots out at the base and, and to take you know, the dead spots out at the end, the bottom, and trying to make it so that it would fit. And it, would, it was an effort. And, and so we'd get it in there, and then we'd bring it in the house, and, and then we'd set it up in the corner by the front window, and, and it, was, it, was, oh, it would always lean, like ser seriously. Like it was, no, it was never right. And, and so what we do is we take the Sears catalog. Remember those? And the things that we, as kids, we would look at and, and we'd circle like 10,000 things that we want Santa to give us. And we put that under one of the legs, uh, but then it would be too much. So we'd have to compensate it on another side with newspapers or what have you. Eventually we'd get it so it was almost upright and, and hopefully the dog wouldn't you know, pull it down or something like that. And, and then we'd, we'd put or, the, the lights on it. And my parents, they had this uh, string of lights that they had gotten when they, the year they got married, 1956. And the, the, those were our lights and they never went out. It was, it was miraculous. These, you know, the ones with the big bulbs, those things that were really hot and, and uh, beautiful, beautiful lights. And, and so we put those on and we'd say a prayer just that they would light up again this year and they did. And, and then uh, we opened the boxes with all these ornaments in them, and each one had some like meaning. Beautiful ornaments that they had their whole married life, and so we, we recognized them, we identified with them, and there were a lot of the ornaments that we ourselves had made as kids, and, and so I would always take the, take the ones that I had made and put them right on the front. And, but, and my mom would take them and put them right on the back. 
And I just assumed that so the people from the street could see them, right? Because they were so beautiful. <laughs> they, were, they were pretty nasty. Um, and uh, one of them was like made out of like dough. It was just like the square chunk of dough that I had like painted a Christmas tree on. I thought it was the most beautiful thing in the world, but I think the dog ate it. So, <laughs> praise God. And uh, so we do that and then just lovely. And the last thing we put on uh, was the tinsel. Remember tinsel? And, and so we'd get these boxes of this uh, strings of uh, silver and, and my dad was like a perfectionist with this. And he would just one strand at a time. And, and, and then he said, no, you guys can do it, you can help, but you have to be one strand at a time. Well, who's got patience for that, right? When you're a kid, that's, that's just not gonna happen. And so I would get my, I'd take some and I'd put a couple on and I'd say, well, this is gonna take, so i just throw them on there and my, my, my dad would come over and take them off, <laughs> and uh, he'd finish. And it was beautiful by the time it was all done. And this week, I hope you have an opportunity, that, you know, just with your tree and, and all your decorations to turn the lights off and maybe put a little Bing Crosby on, singing some nice old Christmas song, and just sit there and bask in the, the glow of, of your Christmas uh, joy and in your, your, your Christmas uh, world that you've created. Huh? To make this thing that was so poor and pitiful, to make it beautiful. This is what we do, don't we? Not just with our Christmas trees, but with everything we're about. We're supposed to take what the world gives to us and we're supposed to make it beautiful. That's what a Christian does. And to have the patience to do that. Because sometimes it takes time, doesn't it? And we look at the world we live in today and it's, it seems like it's such a mess. And it's, it's chaotic and it's broken. And, and it, it needs a lot of love and attention. And that's what you and I do. We take the gifts that we've received and we, we share those in the way that we're called to, to hopefully make what is broken and wounded and fragile and chaotic and, and scary and things that give us anxiety and fear. We're supposed to let the Lord use us to make it beautiful again. This is, a, this is the gift that the Lord gives to us this, this Christmas. You know, if you, if you listen to that first reading today, it's remarkable. Second uh, Samuel 7 is one of the most pivotal, important uh, readings in all of sacred scripture because it, it, it brings to some deeper focus all that has gone before with Adam and, and, and Noah and Abraham and Moses, the whole sweep of salvation history where we were trying to get ourselves back to the garden back to some friendship with God where we could live lives in fidelity to him because he's made a promise. And, and today, and, and, and with David in, in that 2 Samuel 7, he's saying, I'm fulfilling the promise. I'm good, I'm good on my word. I told you I was going to do it, and I am. I know it's taken a long time, but here we are. You say you want to build me a house, I'm going to build you a house. I'm going to build you a family. I'm going to build you 
a dynasty. I'm going to build you a kingdom. Because you are a son to me. And I love you. And that's what love does. And so when David receives this and gives it to his son Solomon, and even with all the wreckage of the, of the uh, disobedience of the years following that, it was pointing always, always, always to what we celebrate this Friday. That the Lord is with us. Just like David heard, said of him, just like Mary heard from the angel, said of her, the Lord is with you, Emmanuel, God is with us. And he's here to make good on his word and to fulfill his promise. He's built us a house. And that kingdom of David has given way to the universal kingdom of Jesus Christ and the church that we sit in and are a part of as a family. A family that is in days like these, tempted to anxiety and fear and a family that sees so much around us that is broken and, and, and unlovely and wounded and in need of healing. And it's through this house, it is through the blessing of the church in Jesus Christ and us who make up this church that the world is going to receive the healing, merciful love of Jesus. Like that tree that we put up in the midst of of our lives to remind us that we're loved and we're part of a great family and that we are the recipients of a great promise. A tree that beguiles us into that embrace of the Christ child where the lights and the, and the music and the celebrations and the prayer lead us always, always to know that we are held by God in a family that loves us and is going to take care of us. So when you're with your family this, this week, surrounding each other with love and care and lights around your tree, around your table, uh, God make good on his promise. It's, it's Jesus' birthday, but we get the gift. <laughs>